American soccer fans, welcome to episode 99 of the Stars and Stripes FC podcast. Donald Wine here, manager of Stars and Stripes FC, your source for all things U.S. national teams, the players that comprise them, and everything else surrounding the game of soccer in America. The United States women's national team, they have won their sixth She Believes Cup trophy in eight years of the competition. We are back from that. They opened up uh, the tournament last weekend uh, with a 2 nothing victory over Canada in Orlando. Both goals by Mallory Swanson. The first coming in the seventh minute, the second in the 34th minute. They then moved to Nashville where I was present at the game. Mallory Swanson, once again, she was the difference in a one nothing victory over Japan. That game coming on Sunday. Swanson's goal coming on the edge of halftime in that match against the Japanese. Finally, Wednesday night. In Frisco, Texas, I was also at that match. They clinched the title with a 2-1 victory over Brazil. Alex Morgan opened up the scoring in first half stoppage time. Then, stop me if you've heard this before, Mallory Swanson with the clincher in the 63rd minute. Ludmila tried to pull Brazil back with the goal in the 90th minute, but it was not enough as the United States wins the game and the tournament. They're the only team in the tournament that ended up with three wins. They did it against the sixth. 11th and 9th ranked teams in the world, respectively. Teams that have each taken the United States to the brink or beat them in recent years. And each game was tough with Canada, Japan, and Brazil really pushing the United States. But the idea with each of these tests is to pass them. And when you look at the results on the scoreboard, the U.S. women's national team have check marks in the win column next to each one. That's what they wanted to do. There's a lot of Ways you can get there, you can pass the flying colors, but really the idea is just to pass right now. And they did that by winning each of these games and winning She Believes Cup in, in one of the uh, most, uh, all the tournaments around the world that have been kind of created with four teams. This was probably the strongest field, uh, including the United States, and the United States won by winning every single game. Mallory Swanson, four goals in the tournament. She wins the tournament MVP. She now has seven goals in five matches already this season, which matches her total from all of 2022. And we're not even two months through. Alex Morgan's goal against Brazil was her second of 2023. She is second amongst all players for the United States women's national team in goals scored so far this year. We are progressing into 2023 for the U.S. women's national team. So what does this She Believes victory mean for them and their hopes to three-peat at this summer's Women's World Cup? We will discuss that on the other side of this quick break. We are back and we are still discussing the U.S. women's national team, of course, Uh, Once again, they are She Believes Cup champions for the sixth time, and they have won six games in a row dating back to last November. They're playing teams in this stretch that they expect to see down the line at the Women's World Cup this summer. What we're seeing, y'all, and this may be a hot take, but it is my take. We are seeing the United States women's national team inform the rest of the world that they're still very much the favorites to once again win the Women's World Cup. And they're starting to put it all together and actually play like it against excellent teams. They're also doing it while we're still missing some key players. Sophia Smith is coming back from injury. Kateria Macario is coming back from injury. 
Kristen Press is coming back from injury. Tierna Davidson is coming back from injury. Kelly O'Hara is coming back from injury. Tobin Heath is coming back from injury. All of those players, plus what we already have in this camp, presents a lot of options for Vlako and Donowski. But in spite of all that, there are still some questions about this team. I mentioned before the break that we passed three tests, three big tests in Chibli's Cup by beating Canada, Japan, and Brazil. But we didn't do it with flying colors. There's still some questions around certain aspects of this team that make up the roster and how they play on the field. Namely, the first one, how do they get more creativity into the midfield? It was hard to see how the team operated with Lindsay Horan in the middle because it feels like she's still hurt uh, with her knee injury uh, or the one that she's kind of been you know, nursing off and on for a year. But she wasn't tracking back on defense and it forced one of our creative players like Ashley Sanchez or Roosevelt to have to do that in her place. And we want those players pushing forward. So how do we get them going where they can be creative and push forward while also knowing that they need to get back on defense or knowing that someone's behind them on defense, the midfield really makes or breaks our chances to win it all again. So whatever Vlako and Donovsky is trying to figure out in the middle with regards to either a double pivot or how he, however he wants to describe it, the midfield is important and we need to have our creative midfielders being able to push forward while also knowing that there's people covering behind them. And that wasn't always present in these matches. And there was a couple of shaky moments where the midfield kind of lost the plot and needed to, you know, refocus up front. Who's going to provide the scoring alongside Mallory Swanson? Her, her tort scoring pace should not be viewed as sustainable. Like I said, she has seven goals in the first five games of the year. As awesome as it has been, She's going to need some help. No team wins the World Cup with just one person scoring all the goals. That just never happens. Of course, we still have some pieces that I mentioned that could come back and help with that. Sophia Smith led the team in goals last year with 11. She's about to come back from injury. You have a bunch of upfront players like Katarina Macario, who probably would have challenged Sophia Smith for that lead last year had she not been hurt. Kristen Press, Tobin Heath, we still have some creative options up front that are still yet to return to the team from injury. But all of these pieces need to come together and the creativity up front and the scoring parts need to come together quickly because that's how you win World Cups. The defense seems to be okay and they might be the most put together unit of everyone, but even they, even there, you still have a couple of pieces that, you know, we're waiting to come back. Tierney Davidson could be a very, very welcome addition to this team. And with Naomi Gurma back there, Becky Sauerbrunn back there, Elena Cook back there, we have some options. And I feel more confident in the defense than I do the midfield. But again, your opinion may vary. I, I think that the midfield being the centerpiece of everything that we do, whether it's on offense or defense, they need to be the ones to get in control quicker. And then again, the scoring, who's going to provide it with Mallory Swanson. If she, for some reason, tapers off of this tort pace that she's on, who's going to step up in her absence. There's a lot of players that can do it, but so far, none of them have answered the bell yet. And, and Alex Morgan has scored a couple of goals this year. Lynn Williams has scored a goal this year, but you know, once Sophia Smith is back, maybe she's the answer, but we need to have at least two or three players up there that have the ability to score at any given point. And also putting players in a position so that they, they can do what they do best. Trendy Rodman, putting her in a position where she can take cracks at, at, at goals and create off the dribble. 
she's trying to serve things in the box. And it's not necessarily what she does the best, but she's playing well in that regard, in that, in that role that she's been asked to play, but put her in a position where she can do what she does best. I think that's what everyone wants. And if she's able to do that, if, you know, Lynn Williams is able to be the person that does the high press and just tire out a defense, put these players on a position where they can be themselves because when they're themselves, we see what they can do and they're awesome at the best of the world at doing it. And I think those are the little pieces that Vlatko and Donovsky has to really figure out. The U S women's national team are going to host Ireland for two friendlies during the April international window. The first one coming on April 8th at Q2 stadium in Austin, the second one coming on April 11th at city park in St. Louis. That window also represents the last FIFA international window for women's soccer before the women's world cup in July. So that's the last chance in theory for a FIFA international date for the U S women's national team before they head up down under to Auckland. And they're going to have a send off match in July, but that's going to be with the 23 players who are on the plane. This, it feels like April is the last chance players have to make it into a camp to show that they should be one of those 23. Beyond that, Vlatko has to rely essentially on who's playing well for their clubs. And even with the international window in April, he only has one week of NWSL matches before he has to make a decision on that particular roster. Will that be enough for some of these players I mentioned before who are returning from injury to show that they're ready to get back on the squad and fight for one of those 23 spots? I don't know. It's going to be tough for Andonovsky, but it's really going to be tough for these players to show that they should be a part of that 23 and that they can contribute with just one window left to do it. We all have our opinions on who should be on the roster and in the starting 11, but it's up to Vladko to put it all together over the coming months as we approach the summer. And it's on these players to really figure out a way to stand out in a sea of absolute incredible talent. Who is going to be those players that step up in the coming weeks and months? And really, again, as we approach April, who's going to be that player that steps up and says, I need to be on the plane and make it where Vladko, when he's writing down that final roster in June or July, he can't leave your name off of it. That's what these players have to have to deal with over the coming weeks. And it's going to be fascinating to watch, but I, I'm really looking forward to the start of the NWSL season next month and really looking forward to seeing some of these injured players return to the field. Before we go, a quick update on the future of this show. SB Nation has, in the last minute, given us kind of a bit of an extension before we have to move things over to a new hosting platform. So we're getting another month as they figure things out on their end. So this podcast is still going to continue. We're still going to be the stars and stripes FC podcast for now, but we will have to eventually change the name, but we're only going to announce that name change once everything is official, official. So stay tuned for that in the coming weeks, but that will do it for episode 99 of the stars and stripes FC podcast. Thank you so much for listening. We will be back very, very soon. Episode 100 is around the corner. But if you have any questions or topic suggestions, send them to ssfcpodcast at gmail.com. That will do it for now. So until next time, take care.